Blog Talk Radio. Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy. Welcome to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show for Saturday, May 16th, 2009. I'm your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host is Brother Blondie. Coming at you live with fresh news and updates every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is the place to get heard and to hear what's going on on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. Do you have an issue? Tell it. Do you want to have something to say about it? Call us and get on the air and say something. We want to introduce you to our newest personality later on in the show. She's going to be the newest member as a a co-host. So call in and welcome her once she does come on. We will have some interesting discussions on community, minority, and African-American issues uh, that, on how they are being victimized, whether it's from the uh, cradle to the grave. We want to share this with you, and we hope you will join in on these discussions. Use the call-in number, which is 347-884-8684, and share your views and your comments on subjects that bring awareness no matter where you live. Your community is important, and so are the rights of the people. Stand up, speak up, and speak out. It's your right to have justice where justice is denied. Victims that are being lied on and lied to have a right to stand. You can contact contact us at uh, www.familiesandvictimsoffraud.com or you can contact Brother Blondie at Hotmail.com. Stay tuned for more on Saturdays at 6 p.m. We will be right back. Make me do it, okay? 
Oh, now I guess we are on the uprise of laying back. Welcome back to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. And I want to say to all of you out there, all those listeners for the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show, don't you be shy. Get on the line and call in at 347-884-8684. We want to share some important issues with you, whether it's news or whether it's something that you want to start up while we are on live air. We hope you will join in on these discussions and help with your comments. They're helpful because we don't know everything. You might have a solution to a problem. So, therefore, you know, don't be shy. Get on on. Get on in on the live show of the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk radio show. And what you just listened to was Jill Scott can't get in the way. Said, get out of my way, she said. And I think that's all right with me because if I got somewhere I got to go with a purpose, you can't get in the way. As I spoke before, I'm all for standing up, speaking up, and speaking out. Brother Bonnie, what you got to say about that can't get away, can't get in the way? Well, you know, uh, Lardy, Miss Cardi, uh, to those who – Forgot going back to 2001. That was the debut hit single mm. of Jill Scott from her hot, sexy platinum 2001 LP. Who is Jill Scott? Who is she? Well, Jill Scott is a nice, sexy, sensuous woman coming out of Philadelphia, PA. Boy, uh, if I All was right. there, Jill, I'll meet you. you <laughs> Listen to that. Listen to that. Jill, get get ready. I mean, did she just got freaked divorced by life? Hey, was I think that's right. I mean, send me an email at motherboard.com. Now, come on now. Now, Brother Bobby. Well, every day I'm just talking about Jill Scott. Okay, okay. I mean, but you 
you know, we're going to have, you, you know, great fun, you, you know, with the news, the uh, uh, music and... Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, all those type things. And, uh, you know, something, you know, pretty interesting, uh, Lardy, Miss Lardy, the, the next uh, jam I will play on our next music break, I'll give you a major hit. They out of the ATL you know, way before T.I. Okay. Okay. We going back old, old school. That what we doing? Old school. Let me break this down without, you know, giving no age or anything. You were only 13 years old, Lardy, Miss Clardy, when this jam was out. Man, well, you know what? I was probably listening to it and didn't even know what I was listening to, but I was jamming back in them days, even though I didn't know what I was doing. So let's get on with the news today. Let's find out what's going on right here in the capital city of Columbus, Ohio, where you know we have a few cloudy skies at 73 degrees, and we have a little bit of precipitation, and that probably means to anybody to know what that means is rain. Is there any rain going on over there on your side of the city? So back to let's find out. What AOL News got to talk about on Celebrity Talk? We're going to talk about a celebrity today. Uh, we're going to talk about Tila Tequila. Now, that's a pretty tongue twister for me, so I'm, I'm really focusing myself. And her dating Kim Kardashian's ex. And what they are talking about here is that apparently reality star Tila Tequila didn't need a dating show to find true love. On Monday, she announced on her official blog that she's dating Kim Kardashian's ex, Ray J. Can you believe it? What? Yeah. And she says this. She says, no man has made me feel so loved and so happy in such a long time. Now, we all know that Tila Tequila, you know, has a bisexual uh, love show that she has trying to find her love, you know. And, you know, you know, she sits and she says that it's been a long time. So that lets you know that she used to, you know, have her a love whoever the man was at one point in time. She says we really do love each other. And, you know, and I ain't hating her, you know, because women, we know when we finally think we got something that we want and we think he got it, we in love. We go to the races. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. You know what I mean? You can disagree. It's all right. We agree to disagree sometimes. But let me go on with this because there are some women that are out there that have for the races. Not everybody know how to pull the reins when they need to, you know. And we ain't saying that the what's going on is bad. We just giving the news as we see it, you know, whether the view is on the right or the left, whichever one. You know, she's saying we are re- we really do love each other, and she says she's so happy to have finally met someone who treats her with respect and love. She says he's so sweet to me, and makes me melt every time I see him. I love my baby. There you have it. She said, Tequila. Uh, I need I need a drink. <laughs> I need a drink, girl. You know what I'm saying? Because love is nothing to play with. Sometimes you need to take a drink, you know. And she says she says it's official. She's officially dating Ray J. She says she thinks that they make the cutest couple. Tequila went public with their relationship because she was sick of all the rumors. 
She says, we have been dating for a while but didn't want the media to find out because it's nobody's business. But since all these other random rumors starting popping up that I am dating so-and-so, I finally felt that I needed to tell the world that rumors are not true, she wrote. Ray J gained exposure after his sex tape with Kardashian leaked. He is also the younger brother of R&B singer Brandy. Uh, come on now with the opposition, Brother Blondie, when I spoke and said that when we think, when women, when we as women, I'm not saying all of them, but the majority of us think that we got it going on and the man is right and we think he's right, we go into the races head on over heels, even though it may be, you know, a few uh, brick walls along the way to slow us down, but we generally think that we got it. So tell us the opposition of why you disagree. Well, I don't necessarily disagree with that part, uh, Marty, Ms. Clark. Well, tell us what you disagree on. You know, you, you know, women do find for that true love and, and you know, Most definitely. Uh -huh. and, 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 and you know, we'll do anything and anything to go out of the way and get <laughs> it and, 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 and you know, I know what's it like to fall in love and all those uh, good things but as far as Keela Tequila, the, the bottom line is I'm back over again because I, you know, um, I had you on mute, not knowing that you was mute. I forgot. So grow that back and explain why you feel the opposition should be there about, you know, women, you know, finding somebody that they think they love and head and heels to the races. Oh no, it's, it's, it's not the women part. It's just specifically, in particular, Tequila Tequila. Well, I don't, explain I don't, that. Okay, personally. I don't think you can find true love if you bisexual. Oh, uh, well, wait a minute now. Something here that she took and she said that she made it She made it a, a, a point to say she finally met someone who treats her with respect and love. Are you saying that Ray J has accepted her and the bisexual nature that she may have or that, you know, what's going on with her? What are you saying? I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is, I've seen the two seasons of Tequila Tequila. Okay. You know, season one, she picked a guy. Right. Season two, she picked a girl, and the girl dumped her that night. <laughs> I mean, well, that's not funny now, even though some of it is yeah. kind of funny. Okay, now she's with Ray J. Well, that's the reality show that okay. it is. So, if that don't work, who she's going to date next? Wanda Sykes. Oh, my God, don't put Wanda Sykes in that. Oh, God, I can imagine her finding this particular blog talk show and have something to say. Now, I mean, now, she know now you better with Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes, you know she ain't got no sense. You know, she's a comedy. She has kind of economy that's going on. She's a con, uh, uh, a comedian. You know, she ain't going to, you know, she's going to tell how she feels. you talking crazy. <laughs> I mean, but the the bottom line with Tequila, Tequila, uh, Ray J, obviously all these uh, so-called love reality dating shows, mm -hmm. it's all bogus. It's a bunch of BS. 
Call it whatever you want, and I have evidence to prove it. Come on, Vinny. Tell us what you think the evidence is, because why do you think that there's a fraud going on with that? And what I mean by that is that there's a lie. Well, there's a lie hidden in this call reality. So, so what is not hidden? It's out there in plain view, Lord. Plain view, what it is. Is anybody that's listening to this, get on the line so that we can talk about this. Do you think that reality shows, you know, have a hidden agenda, you know, and Brother Blondie's getting ready to bring out this hidden agenda that obviously is already put in your face. So if you agree and disagree, get on the line. When you're on the love reality show, let me ask you a plain, simple question. When you in a competition, isn't first place your goal? Of course. I mean, I would hope to get first place, but to what avail? Okay, so why is it that on these shows, second place is actually better than first place? I want you to explain to me. I thought maybe because there wasn't no good, the reason why they didn't get picked. Okay, let me show you, let me tell you how the uh, ABC uh, dating show, The Bachelorette, works. Okay, come on with it. You're, you're the bachelorette. Uh-huh. you got 20 men to choose from. Uh-huh. You're down to the final two. Okay. You have the choice between Brother Blondie and Joe Schmo. <laughs> Y'all listening to this, Brother Blondie, get away, fight the power right about yeah. now. Come now, on with it. You, you're about to pick Joe Schmo over me. Okay. Now, Joe Schmo gets his girl, but guess what Brother Blondie gets? What you getting, Brother Blondie? Brother Blondie gets his own show. Is that better than being in the first place, you know, getting the love? Because being the, the bachelor, i got 20 uh, women to choose from now. Okay. So okay. I'm, so, I'm, so, so I'm down. That even goes for a woman in that yeah. case. Okay. Yeah. I can yeah. see so it. got, it's coming clear. It's so coming got, in view. So i got 20 women to uh, choose from. Mm-hmm. Now, i got to choose between Lardy, Miss Lardy, or Plain Jane. Now, if I pick, <laughs> now, if I pick Plain Jane. Now, Plain Jane gets her man, but Lardy Miss Clardy now becomes the Bachelorette, and she gets her own show. Yeah, and God knows if I get a show, boy, it will be a Lardy yeah. Miss Clardy if you, day. If you notice the pattern of it, like Flavor Flav. Come on with it. Now, explain that. Okay. You know, everybody criticized Flav in terms of his looks or the females using them and all that. But none of the women realized he was the one with the last laugh. Because the one, they didn't get paid $4 million, He did. Well, and, yeah, and, and, and some of them that, that had a piece of the pie, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, some uh, some got modeling gigs. Uh, some do porn. And, yes, Bucky, I uh, saw your uh, Internet. Shame on you, Brother Blondie. Shame on you. You're not supposed to be up there. Okay, let's roll with it. Let's continue to roll. You know, but the, the biggest beneficiary fissurary of, you know, Flavor Flav is, of course, New York. And That's that was right. because on both season one and season two, she was the second place finisher. Yeah, and that's right. And, and, it, that's and right. as a result, she got her own show. You know, and what you think about that show? It's pre- it's pretty interesting. Her show. Now we're not trying to get off the subject, y'all. But you know, it's pretty interesting. You know, the contrast of how Brother Blondie has set to bring into clarity how uh, it's set right there in your face, where you know the second place winners or or second placers 
always seem to get a talk show or or a show or magazine or what so. And you know, I mean, you know, so what does the first place uh, person get? Because not all the time do you know they 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 spawn and make love. You know what I mean? Happen. Well, what what happened to the first place winner? Well, you know, uh, the first place finisher of the first season, uh, Hoops. Uh, she did some modeling gigs and. Uh, she was also on another reality show, I Love Money, and, mm-hmm. you know, she actually won season one of that, you, you know, $250,000. So she's actually done great. The downplay of, you know, these reality shows that it seemed like to me the reality shows is the bringing the truth, you know, the bringing the light of, you know, what goes on with people. But at the same time, there's benefits involved in it. But what is the down? What's the downfall of it? Well, the downside of that, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, is, you know, there are a lot of females who are in it, you know, to advance a career in porn or stripping or, you know, any type of cutting-edge uh, modeling. Like if you look at Delicious website. What you talking about? Now, you know what? Excuse Brother Blondie. Brother Blondie be all over the place. When he goes to do his research, I mean, he goes all the way down deep sea diving to go and get the news and bring it to you because, believe me. Yeah, I see that. Be doing, please give him because he's only coming and bringing you real news on issues that you know pertain to those that are interested in knowing what's going on. So, you know, I, I, I commend the brother how he goes about going to do it, but Lord have mercy, Brother Blondie, you done seen the website. Oh, Lord, are you saying that you know he's a pervert or anything? He's not that. At all, you know, just the point that he's able to, you know, uh, actually uh, view and flick to see what's going on. Boy, I, I'm not that. I'm I mean, not that good. Nibbles, they they all got the <laughs> website. Even 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 the girl uh, something. Uh, remember her season two? That's the woman that actually shitted on Flay's uh, floor. Uh, you, you know, after he... Oh, she pooped on the floor. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I mean... I missed that, that myself. Yeah, I mean, that was the very first episode of season two. That's when D- Delicious and all them was in. And, you you, you know, everybody's so fucking... I, I'm like, gee, and she got the nerve to do porn, man. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, it's something... You, you're something else, baby. Hey, so, you know, as we, as we sit and we talk about these these uh, particular issues, whatever it is that bring, you know, an interest to you and you like what you're hearing and you like what you're listening to and you want to make a comment on it, get on the air. Come and call in at 347-884-8684 and, you know, get in on some of these things that may interest you because as we go on and, and, and give, giving you news, we're elaborating on it, you know, and we have our views and I'm sure you have your views on it too. So, you know, I just want to urge you, you know, we don't want to be the only two sitting up here, you know, having a good time on discussions. We want you to join in. We want to share these things with you, and we hope that you will join us on the discussions. You know, again, your community is important, and, you know, everything that's dealing with, you know, everything from celeb issues down to, you know, uh, black people issues, we're bringing it. 
So, you know, just just give us a call. Let us know that you're out there and you're hearing us, you're listening to us, you know, because uh, your views and your and your comments are really important in on this. So, you know, what we're going to do right now, we're going to take another break, and uh, we'll be back to you with uh, some more news and updates on, on various things. And, of course, have a good laugh while we're doing it. So stay tuned.
Well, all right, we are back. Welcome back to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. And, you know, I want to say something before I have Brother Blondie introduce what song is that. Anybody know about that song? You know that's roller skating music, okay? But I want to say that, you know, I guess I was so darn excited at being on live today. I forgot to, if you didn't hear no music after I said we'll be right back, uh, I think that from all that was involved in that, I was so excited that I forgot to dag on take in and 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 cue in for the music to play. So we might have to go back over that first song because I don't remember if I put him on air or not. Look, I was just too excited. That's what that was. So forgive me if you heard a pause, a blank in the beginning after I said we'll be right back after the introduction. But definitely uh I we are both on and we're rolling. So, Brother Blondie, uh, introduce that music that you just got finished playing, that roller skating music. Well, you combine disco and music, you call it music. Music, huh? And, uh, yeah, <laughs> out of the ATL, those are the sounds of brick. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I bought you dance, dance, disco, jazz. Okay, and here it was. They I thought it was going jazz. Now they make I thought it was music. the jazz band or something. You got to let you know how much I know about music, you know, or especially the names of them, definitely. But this was music music. I like that. And so, well, let's, let's let's go on to the next news. You know, I see that you got some stuff since you was talking crap on Wanda Sykes. Let's see what Wanda Sykes got to talk about. Bring in the news, Brother Blondie. Well, you know, Wanda Sykes, uh, you, you, you know, Wanda Sykes, you know, she uh, spoke at a roast last weekend. Uh, okay. Lordy Miss Quarty, and she had some very... Uh, Critical, re, uh, you know, comments about uh, Rush Limbaugh that you know a lot of people didn't like, and you know the controversy over Wanda Sykes' tasteless performance at the White House Correspondents' Dinner is counting apace. Critics are focusing on the vicious, unfunny thing Wanda Sykes said about Rush Limbaugh. Mr. President, you had your fair share of critics. Rush Limbaugh, one of your big critics. Boy, Rush Limbaugh said he hopes this administration fails. You're saying I hope America fails. You're like, I don't care about people losing their homes, their jobs, or soldiers in Iraq. He just wants our country to fail. To me, that's treason. He's not saying anything different than Osama bin Laden is saying. You know you might want to look into this, sir, because I think Rush Limbaugh was the 20th hijacker. <laughs> but he Ooh, was they, just strung out on hijackers. He missed his flight. At this point, the audience began to actually behave with great discomfort, though President Obama was all but falling down last. I bet he was. Yes. And, and, he wouldn't care about what they were talking about, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, Russ Limbaugh had been accused of treason before uh, for his <laughs> oft-quoted remark that he hopes Obama, the Obama administration will finish. That's sad. The accusations reflect on the kind of confusion on the left that suggests that they think President Obama and the United States of America are one and the same. Mm. The problem is, and Rush Limbaugh has pointed this out, President Obama's policy will, in his new view, end the 
of many others harm the United States. Ergo, should Obama fail, the United States succeeds. The other problem with Wanda Sykes accusing Rush Limbaugh of treason speaks to a double standard. Come on now. Accuse a liberal of treason, even if his views are implemented, to lay the United States to waste, and he will puff himself up, snare, uh, snarl, you don't you dare question my patriotism. <laughs> oh, that's my patriotism. He lost his mind. On the other hand, it's fair game. And Rush Limbaugh should feel himself lucky. At least Wanda Sykes did not accuse Rush Limbaugh of heresy for not hmm. worshiping the one, the merciful, the Messiah. Oh, my. <laughs> Traditionally, traitors only hang. Heretics uh, 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 are burned uh, uh. alive. You do the math. That's right. You do the math, y'all. Brother Blondie, let me look at that. Now, what was that? What was this article coming out of? Was this coming out of uh, oh, AssociatedContent.com? Yeah. Yeah, that came out of uh, CNN.com. Uh, uh, they was questioning, you know, the... Political. Uh, it was according to political, yeah, right? Uh, the, the political dinner. You yeah. Know, it was a roast. You, you know, you suppose a joke and all that. And it was aired live on uh, C-SPAN. You can go to all the websites and catch uh, Wanda Sykes. But my, my view on, as far as her comment, uh-uh. I defend her comments on Rush Limbaugh because, you know, where was this out, uh, this uproar when uh, Al Franken, you know, remember him, comedian? He yeah, yeah. A that says Rush Limbaugh's a big, fat idiot. <laughs> Oh, Rush Limbaugh, we don't mean to kill you, you know what I'm saying? But definitely, you know, it's out there to find, and we found it. But as you can recall, Marty, this morning, all last year, you know, Palin, Hannity and Combs, the whole Fox News, Kasich, Huckabee, they was all calling Obama every single name in the book. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, inexperienced. Uh, he hangs with race. You, you know, referring to Jeremiah Wright, he, he like he hangs with racists. You, you know, how the hell is it we're racist? Okay, and, and you know this this one comment that I'm looking at, which which really, really, I don't know if Rush just was being harsh or he was just wanting the laugh of it all. I don't know, but when he said in here, I hope the country fails. I hope his kidney fails. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Now, come on now. You know, uh, I think that that's kind of kind of harsh, but Rush Limbaugh is, a, you know, a person that, you know, don't give a darn about, you know, how you feel, you know. It's more or less it's about what it is in his thoughts and perceptions of thinking. You know, I think that uh, I, would, I, would, I would definitely be on Wanda Sykes' side, too, you know, uh, to talk about what kind of patriotism he has. You know, I mean, because any president that have gotten up there, that have done a, a, a bad job at running our country, you know, um, when he only been in there a little over a hundred days, you know, and we see a granny card of an A right now. And so, even if he considers the country to fail because Obama is in office, or or scared that, you know. Something is going to happen, you know, to his money, being that, you know, it'll be taxed, you know. Uh, you know, whatever the issue is here, you know, it needs, it needs to come to a stop, you know. Uh, just face it, Rush, 
Jesus Christ, you know. We have plenty of good um, uh, presidents that have ran the company, our country just like we have had bad ones. Now, why look at this, um, this minority called Barack Obama and think that, you know, because now he is president that, oh, everything is going to go under sea at that point. You know, I'm just I'm sad at the way that is that Barack Obama is being looked at in the light of high society. You know, I'm I'm really I really you know I think people need to get down to earth and start looking at their own you know uh, hidden skeletons in their own claws and quit trying to you know expose somebody else that done already been exposed and coming clean with everything. You know, come on with that. Can you help me out a little bit with that? I feel that, you know, everybody's going to pick with Obama throughout the whole eight years, you know. He ain't did four yet, but you believe he's going to do eight, huh? I, I guarantee you he'll, he'll do eight. Especially if they got president. Absolutely. The, the, the Republicans there, uh, you, you you know, they're damn near obsolete. They're falling apart. You, you, you know, they're breaking down. Uh, you don't have young Republicans with, you know, today's issues and today's views and today's uh, values, they still want to follow the the old school, uh, uh, you know, being anti-union and, you you, you know, the rich get richer, the poor get uh, poorer. They're they're still on uh, that type mentality. And, you know, you, you have a lot of blacks that are Republicans, and I feel that a lot of blacks who vote re- Republican, they they're brainwashed by white Republicans because I I notice what white Republicans do to try to get a black uh, person to vote for them, uh, uh, Wendy, and I experienced this uh, three years ago when I was uh, cleaning a, a Capitol University. You you know they had a, a you know governor between Ted Strickland and Ken. Uh, Blackwell, where there were Ken Blackwell uh, uh, camp that that was there, and you know one of the white uh, fundraisers uh, approached me, and and he said, well, you know, it was the Republicans who freed the slaves, so. And it probably was, you know. Yeah. It, it probably was the Republicans, I, I, you know. I mean, but I but, but I guess because he said that. I was supposed to automatically jump <laughs> and and uh, uh, that's that's not gonna work with me. I I know how the Republicans work. I know how the Democrats work, and you know I don't like all de- Democrats. I've been very critical with uh, our Columbus mayor, uh, Michael B. Coleman. I mean, uh-huh. he uh, wants to lay everybody off and uh, all those type things. So this ain't just a party type thing for yours uh, truly, uh, Brother Blondie, but, but the bottom line is everyone is called Rush Limbaugh, uh, everybody's called Rush Limbaugh, excuse me, not Rush Limbaugh, but Barack Obama, uh, every single name in in the book, uh, as far as Wanda Sykes criticizing uh, Rush Limbaugh, she has every single right, just like, hey, uh, Rush Limbaugh had every right to uh, call Donovan McNabb a black quarterback that he uh, 
that you know he couldn't lead the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl because he's black. Uh, remember that comment uh, Rush Limbaugh made, and he said that on uh, ESPN. You're hearing it live from Brother Blondie now. I told you he fight the power, you know, so I'm hoping that uh, – you know, even though we're laying it on the line, this is real news from real people. So, you know, we're we're definitely trying to make sure that all views get heard, you know, and and definitely the Lardy Miss Clardy show is where you can come and view your points, just as they said right here in this little uh in this little uh um article here, you know, uh basically that everybody has have, can exercise their First Amendment rights to criticize people. Those who can't tell the difference between the two idiots themselves, to, you know, or, or with their idiocies. So not everybody uh, wants to uh, speak, but you have that right to, to talk about people if that's what you want to do. So uh, definitely um, I think that if there's anybody out there that hears this, hear any of this information that we put out here and we're having a discussion about it and it tweaks you, please get on the line. Call in at 347-884-8684 and give your view, whatever it is, whatever you have heard prior, before, now, um, and you want to talk on it, you know, you look good getting on, you know. I mean, because, you know, I don't want to, like, you know, shift from what we're talking about, but I want to bring something interesting that had happened while we was at the um, Zanzibar here in Columbus, Ohio. We was at a meeting, and uh, we was having a meeting on how we wanted to construct our blog talk radio show for today. And we had more than enough people after we were sitting out there talking on issues, our own self, on what it was that we wanted to talk about, there was few people that came forth that wanted to get in on it. It had went from issues dealing with, you know, homosexuality to religion all the way to is there any proud parents today that raise their children with wholesome values. I mean, we it was such a deep conversation. It was almost like we had the Lardy Miss Party blog talk radio show right there at the Zanzibar, you know, and Brother Blondie, he was sitting back chilling. They wanted to get pictures. Of, I mean, they wanted to get a number, all kinds of There's a young lady that stepped up, you know, to talk about, you know, her, her testimony on a few things and wanted to get our number. And she's from Philadelphia, or uh, that's where she's going, excuse me, from Pittsburgh. And, you know, and, and we sat out there, I know, I wish that we were online when we was having the conversations we were having out there because definitely they were involved, and we were just there having a meeting to get prepared for this show. And as we already know, we're not, you know, uh, uh, professionals we try to be, but we're still rookies at this. So you might hear us say something out of out of context. You might even hear us tongue twist a little bit, but we ain't ignorant. You know, definitely we know what's going on. We're definitely researchers to get the truth out and also discuss the matters on whatever views, whether you agree or disagree. And, you know, and, and and, and to add to that, I just wanted to ask you, Brother Bonnie, because I sat and I watched you literally just 
chill at what you were seeing, not really saying much at all, just letting them go at it. Everybody was talking. We was actually left out of it, really. I was trying to get in as the host, of course. But, you know, Brother Blondie, he just chilled back and looked at what was going on. Tell them what you saw, you know, in this in this meeting that we were supposed to have amongst ourselves. And, and here come three to four people coming up wanting to jump in on the conversations we were having, you know, and, and, and show your view of what you saw. I think, uh, you know, with uh, Sister Vera, that's from uh, Pittsburgh, uh, shout out. Shout out to you, Vera. Uh, you, you know, we was talking about, you know, certain issues, and, you know, I was talking about, you know, the same-sex marriage. Well, uh-huh. how is it that if, if black people are so hell-bent against, homosexuality and same-sex marriage and wants to stand behind the Bible by it, well, I was like, well, why do they promote then homosexuality in hip-hop videos? You, you know, that's an interesting, uh, interesting that's, a, that's a good question. When you, when you see those uh, uncut uh, strip videos, and I, and I will show them this summer at a future Black Anti-Defamation Council meeting, uh, when, you, when you see those music videos of... Uh, uh, Nelly's tip drill mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. uh, ludicrous uh, pee popping, mm-hmm. and, and I will show those uncut uh, videos soon at a future Black Anti-Defamation Council uh, meeting. You, you, you know, as much as they be promoting that, I'm figuring, well, how can they speak out against homosexuality? Right. And 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 another thing, it's Black people's fault that it's even an issue. No, I ain't going to agree with that, but before I say I ain't going to agree, i got to listen to it thoroughly to make sure that I'm saying I disagree. Now, tell me exactly what do you mean when you say black people are the issue of the reason why. Okay. Here's a, you know, data from the United States Census Bureau. In 1950, mm-hmm. same-sex marriage was never an issue. Okay. But we know why that was. And maybe, yeah, and we know a lot of us why. Yo. But one key part of that why, Lardy Miss Clardy, is also in that year, over 65% of African American women in the United States were married. Yes. Now, compared to today's data from the United States Census Bureau, okay. only 29% of African American women in the U.S. Are married. Okay, but now the point I'm trying to make the is right. The Lord point. Let's let me uh, hear that. Lord and Ms. Clardy, if we really feel that marriage is supposed to be between a man and a woman, mm-hmm. then why are we doing it? You know, if 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 people gonna say, okay, well, that's a sin. Well, being with someone uh, ten, fifteen, twenty years and no ring at all, that's just as much of a sin too. But 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 you know no one uh, no no one talks about that. I'm not trying to. No, say come on, kick it, come on, kick it in. Black people's uh, fault. Now, thank you very much. Yeah, but, yeah. Now, but, now, so, well, it's even. All I'm saying is, if you're going to be against something, then I feel you need to be 100% against it. Don't just half do it or. You you know, well, I'm here, no, no, I'm here, here, and, uh, uh, <laughs> be lukewarm, uh, huh? I mean, right, just like, don't, don't be saying, oh, 
I don't want nobody forcing church on me, but, but then when you hear same-sex marriage, then you voluntarily uh, make yourself the Juanita Bynum, Bam Crawford, uh, Joyce Myers uh, type, type of religious person. Now, I did tell you that these were some of the subjects that we were talking about right out there at the Zanzibar here in Columbus, Ohio, but we were amongst ourselves in a meeting, and, 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 and there were various people that came up uh, to talk with us on those issues that we're dealing with, you know, uh, uh, is it right or is it wrong, religious preferences or and our values against uh, raising of kids and also the issues on homosexuality, you know. And I, I was listening to the young lady, Vera, right, yeah. uh, that was speaking, and she said uh, she, said she, you know, and in, in, in knowing that she got God in herself, you know, she know who she is and that she's comfortable with it. And, you know, I remember a long time ago, and I tried to, and I, and I explained this as, as, as the conversation went on where I was taught when I grew up, you know, that while everybody is in turmoil and conflict with each other trying to, uh, trying to you know, make everybody's life in a box, you know, trying to control each other, you know, in lifestyles. I was told by my own mom, you know, and, and, and those mentors that, that, that groomed me, they said, you know, God said love. It wasn't supposed to be no judgments because everybody is gone through something and everybody ain't clean. Well, and nobody is of the same and everybody is on different levels. And don't, everybody don't get it all at the same well, time. So just love them. Say, love thy neighbor. That's what that's what was told to me. So I don't have no ill feelings towards sure one or the other. Party? Go ahead. I mean, wait, wait. now you are ordained minister. What whatever happened to well, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Well, I you, mean, you, you you supposed to believe that? Now wait a minute. You know, now I went to school. You know, and to you know, how Christianity came about from the medieval time, which came from philosophers, you know what I'm saying? It's philosophers. We philosophize how we would like to see our life, especially when we are living in hard times. It seems as though that's when you can philosophize the best, you know. But in the medieval time, back in history, B.C., whatever they want to call it, you know, it was, it was, this was, brought about by philosophers. Not everything is etched in stone because as we speak, there are still philosophers today still philosophizing on what's right and what's wrong. This is how we got the society that we got and all the all the different laws that are infringed. Now, we can't say 100% except that they can say that there was a Jesus that walked on the face of the earth. But you know, when you talk about uh, uh, different laws that was infringed for different behaviors, this was a sociology one-on-one uh, issue. You know, how, you know, society constructs and controls, you know, the do's and the don'ts and what they think is proper and what isn't. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, knowing that all I have to account for is to know that there was they said that there was a Yeshua, a Jesus that walked this earth. That's all I got to go on. But the philosophies behind the walk 
and what wasn't what wasn't given over, we ourselves have to be in mind to govern ourselves. This is the way that I see it, you know, and don't nobody and can't nobody be able to tell anybody what's right and what's wrong. The only thing we supposed to do is the natural laws that are on earth that say you can't jaywalk and all that stuff. We just call the uh, uh, man's law, okay, you know, that's got restrictions on you to govern you here on face of the earth. We're, we're, we have to go by that. You know, but far as trying to govern other people's lifestyles within their own home and their everyday life of living should be what's within that person to be able to um, to, to control themselves in that regard. You know, right. and we're talking about a spiritual law, not a natural law, yeah. the man's and, law. And, uh, it is a, already a law in you. Yeah, and, and speaking of spiritual law, I, I want to make a proposal to all of the married men who oppose same-sex marriage. And this is very simple. If you're going to stand by the Bible when it speaks out against homosexuality and same-sex marriage, then I need you to stand by the Bible on this one uh, marriage law that's in the book, uh, men, if your wife were to pass away, and I hope nothing happens, but in case something tragic happens, I want you to marry your sister-in-law and make her your next wife. No, there's another part in there that need to be spoken to because he said that you can marry, but you can't marry nobody except that it be of God. So if you don't know what of God look like or what it what it what it what it is, then how you gonna marry it that's of God unless yourself be of God? And the other part to that is that God it's in the Bible that says we are to love one another and you know that we shouldn't bear false witnesses against one another. And we're not getting on a tangent here to talk about religion as, you know, we are discussing and having our oppositions, you know, about a thing. The whole idea is to is just to state that um, there are views that's from the homosexual point of view as well as the heterosexual point of view, uh, those that are, are, are pre, uh, Bible thumpers that's going to church versus those that are spiritual people that let live, live and let live. And so there are a whole, uh, there's a whole host of philosophizing going on around here. And so it's just basically everybody should look within themselves and take inventory rather than looking out because no one is without some fault about their own selves while they're controlling everybody else's life. Which, which leads to one more important re- religious question, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, and you know, you've been kind of biggest talk uh, lately. That they, they get, Brother Blondie, I, I, I know Lardy Miss Clardy's going, so I'm going to ask will Lardy Miss Clardy be at Nationwide Arena on May 27th, 28th, and 29th to go see the one, the only, Joyce Meyer? You know what? I had looked at that, and I said, I sure would love to go. And, you know, being that uh, if a way be made for me to get there, you best believe I'm going to be there because that's one thing that I did not want to miss, and I know that she's here. And I'm, I know she's here. Yeah, so There's more Lardy Miss Clardy. Well, yeah, let's go. Well, let me hear. Another question that attains Lardy Miss Clardy, because they say, well, 
I know I know Wendy's going to appear at this one. <laughs> Will Lardy Miss Clark appear at the Greater Columbus Convention Center June 8th through the 12th to see the one, the only, Bishop T.D. Jakes. You know what? I've never saw T.D. Jakes in person uh, or, or anywhere near to even say I got a chance to be in his presence. If God preserves me and he gives me a way to get there, I am going to be there. All right. Yes. And so we're going on forward to the next news. And we will get back to that news after these messages. We got another song for you. So I'm hoping that uh, we at least is keeping your interest. We'll be back. Thank you. 
All right, now we are back once again on the Ronnie Miss Clary Blog Talk Radio Show. And we want to find out who was that plan. Can you let us know what that is, Brother Blondie? Well, you know, Lordy, Miss Clardy, the num- the best part that I love about playing the jams on the Lordy, Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show, we don't have to follow the lead of mainstream radio. Yes, the last Come on now. songs I played uh, were classic hit singles, but we also played the album cuts. Those are the sounds of Angie Stone. Angie and, Stone, huh? Yeah, from her uh, uh, 2002 multi-platinum CD entitled Mahogany Soul. The song is What You Crying For. Uh, you, you, you know, yes, we, we, we know about her hit, Brother. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, and, and, and you know her her, her whole CD's uh, uh, great, but I you, you know again I enjoy playing the uh, uh, album cuts on there. That's a, a great album cut, uh, Lordy Miss Clardy. Well, we're gonna get on with the news, and we're gonna sports celebrity, um, and it's coming out of CNN dot com. His name is Wayman Tisdale, a basketball star musician who. Has and what they're saying here is that Wayman Pisdale, who became a successful jazz musician after retiring from pro basketball, died Friday morning following a two-year battle with cancer. He says Tisdale is 44. He died in Tulsa, Oklahoma Hospital, where his wife took him when he had trouble breathing early Friday. Tisdale's death was a complete shock it was being said here, and came as he prepared to return to the recording studio next week to work on a project with jazz guitarist Norman Brown. Payne said he was a real testament to the power of positive thinking. After, Even after the cancer and amputating of his leg above his knee, he never lost that smile on his face. The doctors discovered Tisdale's bone cancer after he broke his leg in a fall down a flight of stairs, according to the official biography on his website. 
And it is said, it is it really shows me what's important in life. And this is what's said in his bio. It's not getting as many houses as I can, not driving the biggest cars. What's important is family and being healthy. I say here, here to that. Tia's Dale averaged 15 points and six rebounds a game over a 12-year NBA career during she played with the Indiana Pacers, Sacramento Kings, and the Phoenix Suns, according to the NBA website. His jazz recordings career uh, began in 1995, two years before his 1997 NBA retirement, with a a debut CD that rose to number four on Billboard's contemporary jazz charts and across over onto the R&B charts. This is what this bio, his bio is saying, okay? Uh, subsequent songs, including Ain't No Stopping Us Now, Can't Hide Love, and Don't Take Your Love Away were top radio hits. Tisdale is survived by his wife and four children and one granddaughter. Wow, that's gonna, we're going to miss, we're going to miss Wayman. We're going to miss him. Yes, we are. What you got to say on it, Brother Blondie? Well, you know, uh, I remember Wayman Tisdale, you, you know, as a kid uh, growing up watching uh, uh, basketball. You know, what CNN forgot to put on there as far as his basketball co- career, he probably had a better collegiate uh, c- career, a three-time All-American at uh, the University of Oklahoma, which, you know, before he came, uh, Oklahoma has predominantly been a football school, but he, he was the one that put uh, basketball on the map. He's still the school's all-time leading scorer and uh, a rebounder, you know, as well as a uh, great NBA career. But what right, was right, interesting right. about Wayman Tisdale that I liked about him, Lardy Miss Clardy, well, normally uh, pro- professional athletes uh, – when they retire from, uh, you know, sports and they choose to uh, do a record, you know, Shaq, Kobe, and Allen Iverson, they all like to rap. But, okay. you know, Wayman Tisdale, you know, his passion for uh, jazz, and, and I put him up there in the legendary ranks of a George Benson, uh, Earl Clue, and, uh, you, you know, Norman Brown as well as, as, well as Stanley Jordan. You know what? You know, I'm not what you call sports savvy because I don't watch a lot of sports, you know. Yeah. So I'm not as up on it. But, you know, if we get, if I catch something that catches my eye or something, I'll talk on it, you know. But, you know, otherwise sports can be another language to me, like Latin, you know. But it's also awfully good to have you here, Brother Blondie, to, uh, to put more into it so that, you know, somebody is uh, literate about sports, you know, that's why he's here, so that uh, he could talk on some of those issues that I have a handicap in, you know, but I try, you know, give the girl a one if you can, you know, Brother Blondie, I want to thank you. You know, so tell me, what other news that you got there? Look like you got something about uh, somebody that got shot, a classmate. Uh, you know, what is that right there I'm looking at? What is that all about? Lardy, Miss Clardy, uh, of all the stories that we are doing tonight on Lardy, Miss Clardy, Blog Talk Radio, this one pisses me off the most because this goes back. got a lot to say on that uh, one. This goes back to a show uh, that we done uh, earlier this year. 
on the, the media play and the other side of racial injustice. Mm-hmm. About 500 students will graduate from Atlanta's prestigious Morehouse College. Uh, Where's that coming week. out of? Huh? What's the, what is that coming out of? What What is that? What is that coming out of? Oh, that's coming from CNN.com. No, CNN got it going on, y'all. Well, well you know, CNN, uh, their main office is in the ATL. So normally they will have an Atlanta story like this. Yeah, we have world news, national news. Ain't no telling what we have, so but, listen in. But unfortunately, one person who will not uh, be at the graduating this week weekend is Rashad Johnson, who uh, back in, uh, uh, let, let's see, Halloween of 2007, yeah. uh, he was shot three times by a fellow student at a party. Wow. But, here's a twist, <laughs> Joshua Brandon Norris, who did face one count of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and a second count for possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony, was uh, in court, had a court hearing in uh, January. And the judge told him he has a break of his life. He pleaded no contest to the first count. The second charge was dropped. He got six years probation and a $1,000 fine and 240 hours of community service. He avoid any jail time, and the plea also mandated that he must remain in college and complete his degree, according to court court transcripts. The sentence was not the judge's idea, but he followed the prosecutor's recommendation. And to, to this day, Rashad Johnson, who still has a bullet in his left leg, said he wasn't told about the court hearing when he learned of the plea deal, his reaction was he got he got a return to college. Wow. This, this criminal yeah. and his mother uh Fahiza Johnson said, I am so disappointed because Morehouse has been an institution in my family for three generations. Now, Lardy Miss Clardy That's deep. Uh that goes back to that what you was talking about long uh, a while back ago on yes. Black on black crime, yeah. you know, and how you know the judicial system abuses. Yes, yeah, that slap on the wrist. Go ahead. I want to hear more. I mean, I'm talking about as far as your view on this because it, I think it sucks. I, I think it does too. And I'm hurt even more about uh, you, you. You know how it, how it started, and, and this is according to Rashad Johnson. I mean, this guy shot. Or, or excuse me, the mother. This guy shot my son three times, and he's still in school. And then that's something. He, he's still a student with other students. Now, I had and that I'm hurt for my son. I'm hurt for his dream deferred, but it's not over. And I'm thankful for his life, and I'm thankful for his spirit. Uh, spirit. And this happened at an Atlanta nightclub where Morehouse College kids had uh, gathered the bash, and, and 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 you know the club owner said that Norris is causing trouble. And about to do him out. Minutes later, people in the club heard gunshots. Everybody hit the floor. The club owner said the shooter was the man he saw kicked out. Then Johnson told CNN there was an altercation outside the uh, club that exchanged words with Norris. He said he didn't think much of it, and he began walking to his car. And when Norris pulled up uh, in his Hummer and got out the vehicle, pointing the gun at his head, 
when he pointed the gun to my head, all I could think of about was, I'm not going to let this kid take me away from my mom, especially with what she's dealing with right now. He grabbed Norris' wrist, uh, Norris wrist and pulled his arm down when shots rang out. I felt the sharpest burning sensation when the bullet first hit my leg. It actually uh, made my leg buckle. Hmm. And Norris would not go on camera with CNN, and neither would his attorney. But his lawyer said that at the time of the shooting, his client felt his life was threatened, and he was defending himself. Gee. Yeah, that's what I got to say. He's he's back in the school. But as for Rashad Johnson, he's currently attending Sacramento City College and plans to attend law school after he graduates in 2011. Johnson says he is no long, he no longer wants to be a Morehouse uh, man. The fact that Norris is graduating this weekend, he said this is an injustice. I feel really sick. Like, how could this happen? He said, fighting back tears. You know, um, I want to give out the condolences to the mother you know, uh, definitely, you know, losing a child, you know, that was in school, that was, that was, uh, you know, achieving something in life and had his life shortened by someone that obviously gets a right to go to school and get his education no matter what, you know, and that he don't get no jail time at all, you know, that's like, you know, if, I mean, just look at that on the other side of the of the fence, you know. Party, Goodness gracious. What if Josh Norris shot a, shot a white female student three or times. Or a male. Leg, yeah, leg. it would have been, he would have been up to, it wouldn't have been no question. He He's wouldn't have, life. not only that, but he wouldn't have had a chance to have a higher education and achieve anything dealing with college. You know, they have put him to the side and... You know, he just would have just been a oh well, but, another but, statistic but, in jail. But Lordy Miss Party, I think the reason why they uh, came came with that deal. Oh, and uh, keep in mind, I want to add this: uh, the assistant DA who made the plea deal could not be reached. Has since then resigned. Mm, now that's interesting. Uh, now tell me, why did he resign? Did they, are they saying anything about why, or can we, you know, put a, a theory onto that? Well, according to Fulton County District Attorney Paul Howard, said that the prosecutor of the case had resigned and that he would have been fired mm. for his handling of the case. Howard felt a stiffer penalty was warranted. Well, here's how I know how this deal happened, Lordy Miss Quarty. The DA made a deal with Joshua Brown Norris. I'm listening. Out of arrogance, mm. thinking that now that's a that's a heavy word you use. Out of arrogance, why out of arrogance? Judging the book by its cover. Mm. Usually, mm. when you offer someone a deal of the century, we don't take advantage of it. He probably didn't think that Josh Norris was going to stay in school and, and and graduate. Remember, the deal was. If he didn't graduate, he, he does shelter. Okay, so what you're saying is that they were hoping that, you he know, by fail. he will fail. So they were setting him up for failure. Yeah. Gee whiz. Now, that's fraud 101, y'all. You know, it's a victimization issue, too. You know, uh, you know I mean, 
you know, I don't, I don't even know what to even say about that. I mean, because you can look at this at either view, and I choose to, you know, agree with you on that issue because uh, if 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 the person had any intent of having any criminal character, it of course it would be set up for failure not to make it anyway, and so they'll have a reason to throw him in jail, you know. But to get to play with someone's intelligence that way. Now, think, think about this. Now, just last year in in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, Janarlo uh, Wilson, Janarlo uh, uh, Wilson, uh, the the teenage boy was caught having sex with a white girl on videotape. Mm-hmm. They gave him ten years. Now, remember, he ain't shoot nobody, but uh, Josh Norris. He 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 shoots Rashad Johnson three times in in in, in the leg and, and and one of the bullets is still in his leg and and he gets no jail time. I mean, I, I don't know who the hell at ATL you do you think you are? Well, uh, you know you know and and while we're talking about that, I think that you know we we finally you know I would love to put on our 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 uh, newest member, Tara O'Clary, you know, she might have something to say about that. Or, you know, just the point, I mean, it's a sad thing that, you know, we, uh, uh, you know, have these issues that's going on with black-on-black and slap-the-wrist type crime that's going on where our judicial system, uh, you, know, uh, you know, if we darn if we do and darn if we don't, you know. And, 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 and now that I, I see that, Tara has come on the scene, and this is the lady that we know as the light is right. And so we would like to introduce Tara O'Cleary onto the show to give her shout-out. You know, I'm not trying to change the subject, but we've been waiting for this, and we will get back to that. But we need to make sure that everybody knows who this young lady is, bright, talented young lady. And so, Tara, where are you, girl? Are you anywhere to be found? I'm right here. I'm right here with you, Wendy. (laughs) (laughs) I said, what do you think about this issue that we're talking about? I'm sure that you've been listening. So what what do you think about, you know, this this issue where where a a student, you know, from uh, a college take and shoot down or shoot another college person and then end up not getting no jail time for it, but as – Brother Blondie would say, you know, get set up for failure so that he could go to jail. What do you think about that? You think the judicial system done lost their mind or what? Oh, absolutely. If he hasn't gotten any jail time, I mean, it's a misfortune that, I mean, he could be set up to do such a thing and then, you know, not to be held with any consequences. I mean, what, I, never, I haven't heard of this story, but it seems like a real big misfortune. Well, uh, Tara, th- this comes from CNN.com. Okay. And, you you know, uh, Joshua Norris, I mean, all he did was took advantage of the DA's deal. Now, this didn't just happen at any, you know, Joe Schmo type, <laughs> uh, you know, school. We ain't talking about Columbus. We talking about the prestigious Morehouse, Morehouse. in the ATL. This what happens. I mean, what's your reaction to that? I mean, to shoot someone three times in, in a uh, school at, at, at a club and 
because <laughs> all he gets he he gets to graduate. It, if he oh, graduates from school, he does no jail, and he did that. I mean, that's it's a really big misfortune. I mean, it's a misfortune to our community because I mean, we could walk down across the street, you know, in the wrong direction and get a charge for jaywalking, you know. For someone <laughs> Absolutely. Shoot, yeah, for someone to shoot someone and then get, you know, you still have you don't have any consequences. I mean, that's a big uh, fraud in our judicial uh, system. I mean, uh, yeah, you can say that again. A big fraud, a big leak. Yeah. I mean, you need to tell me he's given this I can get arrested at a Ku Klux Klan rally. <laughs> there like you I go. Did numerous uh, times in the early and mid '90s, but. You can shoot a person of your own race three times in the leg, wow. and if you graduate from school, you get no jail time. Wow. Well, we don't even have the opportunity to graduate from schools anymore because they're, <laughs> they're not giving us the funding to go to, to enter school. So it's all the way around, a, a, you know, a misfortune. And, I mean, the, we just need to keep these things in the forefront to, to remind people that, I mean, we're not given, you know, we're not shared, given shared uh, consequences when it comes down to the political system, the judicial system. I mean, there's, absolutely, there's, there's two absolutely. laws. You know, there's two laws for two people. <laughs> absolutely, two laws for two people. That's pretty darn good. Now yeah. that's shedding light on right, huh? Right, right. And the wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what is it that you share? Something, some, some of your news that you got. I would like to hear something that you got, and then after, you know, say about five minutes to discuss on something that you that you want to bring to the forefront of the people to hear about, and then we'll go to a break and then, you know, start it up again. Like, well, what's that song? You start me up. Yeah. <laughs> you start me up. You start me up. You start me up. What's that song? Who's that by? Uh, the Rolling Stones. Yeah. What's his name? You know, Mick so, uh, yeah, Mick Jagger. Well, I you know, I told you. I was, you know, you, my big fight is for the women and children of Columbus. You know, this is the capital city of Columbus. And that's right. My fight is to, to get these women housed and fed and clothed and doing so without having, you know, to, to work out of, uh, <laughs> work from, you know, um, you know, my pocket. And yeah, right. This is, you know, it's a fight that it's a, it's a million-dollar industry, possibly headed to a billion-dollar industry as far as the social service uh, industry is concerned. And I just yeah. got out of the meeting. You know, I'm always, you know, it seems as if I'm always begging for money, you know. And Well, I mean, that's all of us right, that, that right. is trying to do something positive. Yeah, but when but you do we do but do we get it? Right, do do they recognize it. us for our good work? No, we're not being recognized, and we're we you know we're shunned, and we're turned you know the eyes turned against us because you have the big you know you know the elite you know they receive the money because you know they're the big boys, and we just mm-hmm. don't fall into that same line of you know that same game you know we don't play the same game that they do, but we offer the same service you know, and it's it's a big I mean, rock. Well, yeah, you know, especially when um, you got agencies that get thousands and thousands of dollars, and 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 it's supposed to serve the people that they are to be accounted for, and yet there's still an overflow, and the overflow is overflowing into the small businesses and agencies that 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 don't have that chance to get that grant. Go ahead. 
and ultimately the clients are the ones being victimized. I mean, it's it's you know it's a victimization Absolutely. of the social service industry. You know what I mean? It's you know the the, the Columbus Shelter Board here in Columbus is they get they get millions, and that money yes. be distributed amongst social service agencies that provide these services, and it's not being done. You know, it's just not being done. And you know, like I said, ultimately, the the women and children are the ones being mm-hmm. victimized. You know, right. we have social service agents, we can stand up for ourselves, but the women and right. children are the ones that are are being victimized. You know, there's women and, and that's children. a sad thing. Yeah, that's a sad thing, and people don't understand. You know, this is the capital city. You know, hit right here in Columbus, Ohio, and there's women and children as we speak. You know, sitting in the very large. Uh, organizations parking lot sleeping with their children in their in in their car, you know. And how much of that do we see going on? Right. I mean, we see all kinds of stuff yeah, going I mean, on. Yeah. You know, I mean, right here in the capital, even though we're sitting here talking about news around the world, right. you know, we still are. We still have to keep focus about what's going on here right in Columbus, here. Ohio. And here you have, you know, Tara O'Cleary bringing, you know, a news that needs to be addressed because yes, small businesses although they have monies out there, stimulus packets for small businesses such as, you know, uh, uh, businesses that deal with families, you know, that are in uh, that are in hardship from foreclosures, from losing their jobs and, and, and from not being able to get uh, welfare or whatever, or, uh, workers' compensation, you know, for whatever the reasons the law prohibits it for. You know, these people are falling through the cracks, and we have a judicial system that, you know, as I said, is more of a collection agency than it is, you know, dealing with justice where justice being denied. And so un- underneath all of that, you know, it's more important that people get to know what's going on here in Columbus, Ohio. And, Tara, I am happy that you brought that into view for today's show, you know, because we're talking on various of issues in, in every aspect. And, you know, again, I have asked for those that listen to this show, the listeners of Lardy Miss Clarity Blog Talk Show, is to, you know, call in and give a shout-out and 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 say hello to you as well as the as well as to deal with the uh issues at hand and if they got comments or views about it to call on here so I'm going to say it one more time if you're out there listening to the Lardy Miss Clardy blog talk show where we have brother Blondie out here fighting the power and Lardy Miss Clardy, who is on Stand Up, Speak Up, and Speak Out on Victimization and Fraud, and yours truly sitting here speaking to you, Tara O'Cleary, who is talking about the light is right. And so we all expose in a 3D view on what's happening right here in Columbus, Ohio, as well as bring news around the cities and in the national point of view. So if you're out there, get on the phone and speak up. And tell us what views you have. You know, it's very important. You can call us at 347-884-8684. And we're going to, you know, go to a break at this particular time. And when we get back, we'll have more on Tara O'Cleary. We'll be right back. Hey, 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 hey,
Lord have mercy, boy. I tell you, this brother Blondie will have you going, won't he? Now, we're coming on back down to town where the capital city is with our very own co-host, newest member of the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show, Tara O'Cleary. The light is right, girl. Bring it on. Zoom the light in and give us more about what's going on. Well, I just want to thank uh, thank the Lardy Clardy, Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio just for allowing this forum, you know, the forum to, to communicate what's going on in our community, even if it's not in the community, just to let the community around us and, you know, everyone around us to have the forum to talk and, and to say, you know, what they want to talk, you know, if there's anything on their mind that they want to talk about, bring to the light because yes. what is brought, you know, ultimately brought to the light will be set free from bondage and, you know, maybe abortion or fraud or misconduct. We just yes. have, allowing us this forum is just a great opportunity. And I just want to say thank you, uh, you know, for this opportunity. I just You're like more to hear, than welcome. You know, yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. Go ahead. What is it that you like to hear? I want to hear you was giving some other stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're getting ready to hear some more stuff. Brother Blondie might want to have ahead, a Brother few Blondie. questions <laughs> to ask you. Brother Blondie, a trip. Well, well, you know, my only question is, you, you know, in uh, terms of your uh, uh, situation, uh, uh, Ms. Uh, Tara Clary, uh, what is the mayor's reaction to uh, what you've uh, been saying? Well, you know, we haven't had the opportunity to to, to, to penetrate that um, that portion of the uh, government at this time. We've, we've had the opportunity to take it to city council, and their response is, uh, pretty much turned my face, you know, <laughs> we hear you, we know what you're saying, we actually, you know, we, we, you know, we're right on board with what you're saying, however, we've got a system set up, and that's the system that we're going to mm-hmm. maintain, and if you can penetrate that sister, you're good. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I told you some of this stuff, and as we was hearing yesterday, where you, where, where we was having a meeting again at the Zanzibar, and three or four people had came and joined in on the conversation where uh where uh, uh there was various issues that was going on and how that nothing can penetrate uh going out of Columbus, Ohio, but we're gonna need people to come in, some ballers to kick the door in and come in and help rescue us. It's like we need another exodus. You know what I'm saying? We gonna need another exodus. We need another Moses. Where is you? You know, because we definitely need somebody to kick something in here. And so, you know, we're trying to bring and put out this stuff that's going on here in the capital city because, you know, isn't it you know, we got a blanket of silence going on over here, even with our mainstream media. I mean, because we're touching on issues that can be taboo to, you know, the media, of course, but still, you know, we we need help here. And um, there's a lot of things that's going on, which is uh, total uh, denial of justice, denial of rights. You know, uh, we can't even get funding for small business owners that are uh, giving community and outreach services to the public that are being put into cracks and being denied services from other areas that's getting the big money to provide them. So, you know, we're having an issue here. And Tara O'Clary is just one of many, you know, business owners that are going through trying to keep their business afloat uh, and, and coming out of their own pockets 
and and without the help of the government or or the people power to bring it into existence. You know, and and it's a shame. You know, we have people like you, Tara, and ourselves, and Black Anti Defamation Council. You know, the NAACP and all, and that we have to be people funded for certain things because you know the the, the rhetoric that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, just the whole ideal is that we we can't get no we can't get no justice, you know. We can't get no justice, no peace. So we ain't got no peace, so we out here taking a shout out, you know, on the subject. Go ahead, brother Blondie. I mean, in in the terms of you, you know, standing up, speaking up, speaking out, fight the power, the the uh lightest right, uh all those things you 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 know is great and, and, and you know and I'm and I'm glad that you, you know, Lordy, Miss Carter, you give me the opportunity uh, to expose these issues. Uh, uh, no, nobody else wants to talk about, or they talk about it, put something up up in the uh, news, you know, leave it there for a minute, and, and you know, then it's you know swept up uh, under the rug, and, and, and you know that's why I exposed uh, the issue with uh, Josh Norris uh, shooting Rashad Thomas. Uh, uh, three times in in the leg, and he's graduating this uh, weekend. Absolutely, Ain't that else? And, and it is something else, you know, because you know most of your gritty news is now online. That's you know where our major news they can only touch on so much on this and that and this and that because they only got those few minutes to to talk. But you know, for gritty stuff, for people that want to talk about it, I guess it's left up there for for the grabs for anybody to want to talk about these things. But nevertheless, there's things right here in the capital city of Columbus, Ohio, that's going on that that needs to be addressed, and we need some outsiders from other cities. Where you at, attorneys? We need a Johnny Cochran. We need a whole lot of them because we don't get we 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 ain't got no autonomy here. That's for our attorneys. Some of them, anyway, that ain't afraid to lose their license. You know, to stand up for an innocent. And, and goodly citizen here in Columbus, Ohio, that's going through a major turmoil with injustices on every level, whether it's insurance fraud, majoring from, you know, mortgage all the way down to auto and business fraud, you know, and, and, and you, know, you know, whether it is fraud upon the court, you know, because issues are being ignored, you know, just... Just we need help out here. There's people that is looking for somebody to help them, and we need your help out there wherever you are. And I'm not trying to shower down against the media because the media, they, they, they do what they do, but they're getting paid to do what they do. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, well, we ain't, yeah, and mean, we're bringing it, it real. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 going to keep it uh, real. That's that, that's why, if you notice, uh, out of the uh, uh, three people, uh, you, you you know, uh, myself, Lardy, Miss Guardian, uh, Carol, Query, if you notice, Brother Blondie is sort of the hellraiser. You 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 know, getting your face in fact, I, I I may just have to uh, change my, my my name. For now, it's no longer Brother Blondie. Oh my God, he can really change it. You can call me Coda. Because I'll take you there. Oh, uh, listen <laughs> it to it, Coda. Okay, Coda. We'll take you there. 
You hear that, Sarah? I love it. I love it. Oh goodness gracious! You know, I wanna, I wanna come I'm out with another piece right. of news. What you say? I said, I'm going to call this right. <laughs> I know. And, hey, I want to jump on the bus. I'm telling you, if Dakota is going straight to heaven or exposing some stuff, I guess I'll just be on the boat, huh? Or, or on the Dakota bus. That looks good. So anyway, I would like to come out of some other news that may be a little disturbing to all those that have something to say about this particular piece of news. We're going to come out of the WNEP.com, who is the it's called, and they're coming from Music Pennsylvania, and uh, it is the staff writer that's talking about this particular news on a baby that died of alcohol poisoning. And it's saying that the district attorney in Wyoming County now plans to file charges against the parents of a baby who died in 2007. Now, they're saying a year-long investigation has determined the six-month-old baby died of alcohol poisoning. They said it's been more than a year since little Mason Minor lived in an apartment near Tung Hennock. The district attorney said lab results showed the child's blood alcohol content was .205 and that the child had the equivalent of a can of beer, a glass of wine, or a shot of liquor. They said that those results even surprised lab technicians. They are saying that's why they tested it twice themselves. They sent it out. Yeah, (laughs) of course. And and sent it out themselves just to just to confirm the results. Wow. This is what District Attorney George Schulenick said. The district attorney said he is now working with the state police trying to determine how to charge parents John and Jessica Minor. A coroner's investigation recommended involuntary involuntary manslaughter charges for giving the child alcohol. It basically creates a toxic shock for the baby and basically shuts down the functioning organs and respiratory system, said Schumannick added. And that's what he said. A neighbor said he remembers little Mason well. He said the child was such a cute little boy and that neighbor still is in shock. It's terrible, unbelievable, he said. Other neighbors couldn't believe that prosecutors blamed alcohol poisoning for the baby's death. And they saying, oh, man, you've heard of stories when babies develop fetal alcohol syndrome? I can't imagine how devastating it was on this baby's system to die, said neighbor Francis Mizochi. You know, the parents have since moved to Susquehanna County, but the district attorney said they will likely face charges for what happened in Wyoming County soon. Now, you tell me, you know, I mean, I've even heard of a situation just just last week that, you know, a, a, a man took and, and threw a baby out of a car in his car seat, and that baby died. And now we sitting here with a baby that died of alcohol poisoning. What be going on in the minds of these people? You know, I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, that they need to be strapped up in a daggone baby car seat and be thrown out to have a sensitivity test, what the baby could be going through and to shove, you know, alcohol 
in a in a baby's mouth. They need to be that baby to see what you know. I mean, they don't see themselves what they have to face going through it. Come on now, somebody start well, talking well, here. Well, uh, you know, personally, I I I think those parents need to, uh, you, you know, Pennsylvania need to fry their asses. Now, now in terms of the, now the thing was the, the the thing what caught my eye on this. This ain't a story where oh it's a single parent and I couldn't find a babysitter and he got got caught in the uh uh he got caught in the alcohol and blah blah blah. I mean this was a married couple. You know everybody got the same last name and. All that type stuff. I mean, isn't it supposed to be easier to raise a child when both husband and wife is is in the house now? Now, as far as you you know, giving him beer. I mean, uh, was he drinking a forty of OD? It just sounds like they were just being real irresponsible parents. They were just being yeah. irresponsible. It sounds mm-hmm. like they were doing other things and allowing this baby to drink alcohol. Possibly they were trying to feed the baby alcohol to put the baby to sleep so they could do other <laughs> Maybe things. they didn't have no food, you know. They, they didn't, couldn't play. support it. Or I don't know what the issue might have the been. System so long I mean, well, they must have had, they must have been able to afford food. They, they fed them uh, uh, alcohol, or did they put a, you know, just a tiny drop of E&J Brandy in with the Gerber. <laughs> hold, hold, hold up. Sarah O'Cleary, we're going to come back to you. But we got 14 minutes on the clock here. And there is, you know, we have a few other people that are around us listening to what it is that we got to say. And they want to have something to say on this, too. And I want to have your view on this, Tara, as soon as we allow this comment to go through. Get on the line and say what you got to say. Hi, I'm Anna Denzi. I feel as though that uh, possibly the family took in that remedy of possibly giving some, you know, you know, if you ever heard of the whiskey, you know, to calm a baby, to get him to go to sleep. And they probably took that and and maybe gave them a little bit more because they didn't know the amount of doses for a six-month-old baby. So I, I don't completely think that they were probably bad parents. Maybe they just had older folks that was around them and they learned remedies that really, you know, don't apply to these days and these laws nowadays. So I wouldn't really be too hard on them. I mean, you know, you never know where the mindset of these people are due to, you know, where they come from in the background. That's my comment on it. Well, as far as we're concerned, they get ready to face charges of manslaughter. So obviously they're not, you know, the judicial system is not thinking that way. Tara, tell us what you think on that comment and whatever comments or view you got on that. I can appreciate what she's, you know, attempting to say, but in this, like she said, in this day and time, I mean, you would have to know. I mean, poison, there would have to be an amount that was, is considered poisoning, and I just don't believe that, you know, they were trying to be responsible parents and just putting their baby asleep to kill the baby with alcohol. I mean, you know, no matter if my grandma said, you know, feed my baby a shot of whiskey, I know I have more common sense in this day and time because whiskey is not even the same content that it was when my grandmother was around. Now they're mixing it with so many other chemicals. I mean, that's just, it's just irresponsible on the parents' behalf. 
And I, I, you know, I just, I can't, I wouldn't overlook this matter. I would, you know, they should have had parenting classes before they even had the child. To know that <laughs> I mean, I've never or, or, a parenting or, class or, where they or, said, you know, you know, feed the baby whiskey, it's okay in any amount. So um, I think they need to be fried, like Blondie said. <laughs> now, Brother Blondie, go ahead and give us your view. We've got 12 minutes that's on the clock. Yeah, you got to ride this bus because definitely we're talking about real because issues with reality baby. here. Yeah, this is reality. Yeah, we've lost I mean, it's, 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 I, you, you know, I heard the story about, you know, putting a you know, little whiskey and all that in, but I don't think that that the, that, that was the case. This uh, this was a case where didn't none, neither parent can uh, saw the doctor. This is why they was having some type of family function, family party, and and, and, and you know they probably put you, you know a little bit of beer or some of of the kids. You, you you know mouth have them drink it in, and it backfired. Right. Hey. And and, and, and you know and. There, there are consequences, and you know, and uh, as the average uh, white person would say, those parents need to be punished to the fullest extent of the law. <laughs> oh, I don't mean to laugh, y'all, but you know, I mean, but there, but hey, you gotta see it the way it is, you know. Sometimes, you know, we can we can help out and give a good word, but then when it's when it's a dead horse that's been beat we got to beat it the last time so we're going to take this break and you know and and turn on a little bit of music and we'll be back to uh discuss more issues but we got 10 minutes that's left so we got to make this quick you know and let it be known that we'll be back next saturday so stay tuned we'll be back no, no, no. See, you got to understand. Stepping is not just a dance. It's a, it's a culture. It's a, it's the way we live. It's, it's what we eat, think, and breathe. You understand me? See, it, it, you know, you out there on that dance floor, and you with your partner, and y'all, y'all holding hands, and y'all swinging and swaying, and and you turning them and twisting them and dipping them. It's just such an exciting feeling you get. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the Pied Piper of R&B, y'all. Chicago and them. John Juan and them. And I know that it is somebody's birthday tonight.
in the name of love. Boy, that take you back a little bit. You know I'm bad on who it is. So, Brother Blondie, you're going to have to tell it like it is. Who is that? Oh, that's no other than R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, man, I should have knew that. I mean, uh, yeah, you know I I'm mean, bad with this. I, I mean, well, 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 you know, I wanted to <laughs> do a little bit of line dancing and all that because, you know, as summertime uh, Approaches. I, I love doing all the line dances, Cupid Shuffle, Electric Slides, you name it, Brother Blondie can do it. Oh, but, you know, shucks now. Uh, get, getting back to uh, two quick uh, news on the local front from 10TV.com, drug addiction. Drug addiction now. A major problem among doctors? Never doctors now. Doctors are perfect. they the one that's giving us remedies how to help ourselves. And according to 10TV's Tracy Townsend, there are hundreds of Ohio doctors dealing with drug and alcohol addictions who are still in practice? Are you kidding me? Ah, uh, here we go. That's that's a a you know, that's a lie. As a matter of fact, they're victimizing us. they so high, they can't even dare go and help us. They give us anything just to keep us feeling good. And as a, feeling good. And as a child, not once had I ever saw doctors Marcus Welby or Stephen Colley, uh, uh, smoke a blunt? Are you kidding me? They just uh, using drugs. But what what gives me? Uh, there were seventy suspensions issued in two thousand seven, and a hundred last year. Wow. Gee, about oh, thirty four medical man. professionals had had their license suspended indefinitely, meaning they can reapply for them once they meet certain conditions. Five doctors permanently lost their license and can never reapply for them in central Ohio. Yeah, right. We got uh, we got like, we got drug dealers all day that step up what you call, you know, houses of medicine where you can come and buy anything you want to illegally. So therefore, I ain't gonna just believe that they are just not only, you know, without license, but because they already got us Back and a stock up, they they selling this stuff. If they gonna still practice to help other people feel good now. Mm-hmm. Now I know that that was some dry. I know that that was dry to say that, but hey, you know you don't know what to expect anymore. Tara, what is your thoughts on all that? All I saw, was, all I heard was just some silence. I know that I wasn't talking about nothing, was I? Hello, Tara, are you there? Oh, well, you know, I guess she'll get back when she can, you know, but I guess what would you got to say about all of this? I mean, I'm well, you know, doctors are human beings too, but I am surprised to hear, you you know, that this is a major problem. And, 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 and you know, uh, something's got to be done, you you, you you know, I used to hear people all the time say, well, I don't trust doctors. Well, now they they got a legitimate gripe. 
And uh, keep in mind, Lardy, Ms. Lardy, in the state of Ohio, when you file a malpractice suit, the, jurisdic- the jurisdictional limit for a malpractice suit in the state of Ohio is only a quarter of a million dollars. And what you trying to say that we ain't gonna get paid nothing? Right, right. <laughs> we, 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 we ain't gonna get paid nothing. And to end this uh, news off, uh, Lordy Miss Clardy, uh, sad to say, this uh, happened last Saturday. Uh, after 91 years, uh, uh, Lordy Miss Clardy, uh, the Wonder Bakery uh, Bread uh, Warehouse closes down. After 91 years, and it says here about 70 people were expected to lose their jobs. Can you imagine losing a business after 91 years? Yeah, no, but anything is 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 a goal now that you know the economy is the way that it is. You know, uh, perhaps you know uh, they didn't have no other choice. We don't know what all the facts was to that, but definitely, you know, anything go now, you know, ain't no surprise in the economy the way that it is. I mean, so, Wonder Bread, you, you, you know, they also we don't make, miss it, though. They, they also they, make Hostess cakes. I mean, remember, you you, you got a big delight in everybody's Hostess Twinkies. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was only 25 cents and 30 cents back in the day. Now they probably $2, $2 for the bread. Oh, see, and he's up on that. And $2 for the piece of bread. I mean, bread didn't used to cost that much back in the day. Even though, you know, we're going to miss you. We're going to miss you much, Wonder, because we remember those those great Twinkies. We we, we really do. Yes, I mean, and uh, Captain Cupcake, my heart goes out to you. And uh, uh, one more quick uh, breaking news. We have one tragic uh, uh, story, uh, a swine flu victim. Kermit the Frog has died from the swine flu. He, he, uh, uh, no, I'm not laughing. That wasn't funny. No, nah, he died. That wasn't funny. Now, Kermit the Frog died, right? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't the person that was puppeteering Kermit. No, it was the actual Kermit the Frog. He died from the swine flu. He, oh. he, he swallowed his pride and finally gave in to Miss Piggy. And oh, my God. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I like that. Was that a joke or what? Brother Blondie, boy, you just out of this world. Well, now we're coming down to the final minute, and we want to thank, you know, all of you listeners out there that have been online to hear us talk, although you didn't get online to say anything, but I'm hoping that Saturday at 6 o'clock next week you will be on the air. And now that you have been Broken in about Tara O'Clary, who is the light that is right, you know, definitely you got to come on because you got to hear a 3D view on victimization and fraud and news and updates or what it all that we're talking about. So we definitely want you to make sure that you stay tuned for next week because it should be on. It should be on and on and on to the break of dawn, you know, and I may be corny in some things that I say, but definitely one darn thing about it, I know how to bring a party on when I can't, when I can't do nothing else. So we're going to party. We're going to party with the truth. We're going to party with exposing and bringing the light in and fighting, what's, what, fighting the power, whatever we got to do. So definitely, please, stay tuned for more of the Lordy Miss Clardy blog talk radio show. Tara O'Cleary, thank you for your input. We will see you back with us 
as the co-host and newest member on the Lottie Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. And to you, Brother Blondie, much soul, brother, and fighting the power. Oh, forgot. That's colder. And if you're going where he going, get on here, and we will see you all back. Thank we'll you. you yeah, thank you for listening to us this evening. Have a good evening. Good evening. Regulators. Regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. Ernie Keith. Regulators! It was a clear black night. A clear white man woman. She was on the street. Search for the east so I could get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all the time. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you searching for what's up with 213. So I moved to left on 21 and then with some brothers shooting dice. So I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers put me down, so I said, I'm done. These girls speak to me, I'm a glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to pick up better things than some horny tricks. I see my homie in some trumpet ball in his mix. I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking my step. I can't believe they took taking more and swerve. They took my ring, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, damn, what's next? They got my homie hymns up, and they all around. Can't let them see him if they going straight down for pie. They want to come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my strap and lay them busters down. 